In the beginning, there was the Pacific Ocean. A canoe broke the horizon, piloted by four brothers, who dominated the waves until their fifth brother said to stop. The fifth brother surveyed the ocean, cast his magic fish hook, braced himself at the back of the canoe, and told his brothers, once they start paddling, no matter what happens, no matter what they hear behind them, they cannot look back until he tells them to. The brothers ignored their curiosity, agreed, and paddled. Their canoe stopped and jolted the brothers forward. Their youngest brother caught something that anchored their canoe. The brothers turned to look behind them. Paddle, the youngest brother yelled. The brothers remembered their promise and resumed paddling. Paddle harder. The youngest brother tightened his grip on the fishing line. The paddlers dug into the ocean. An unearthly roar raged behind them and sparked their curiosity, but they resisted looking back. The beating sun drained their strength. Fatigue burned their arms while sweat and salt water stung their eyes. Keep paddling, the youngest brother gasped. The unnatural roar was replaced by sloshing water and the paddlers breathing. But the paddlers' curiosity became too great, and they looked back. Their canoe stopped. The paddlers stared at sandy beaches, lush green valleys, while waterfalls cascaded from mountaintops that touched the clouds. Their youngest brother fished up a chain of islands. The paddlers congratulated their little brother's miracle, but he was furious and yelled at his stupid older brothers, if you listened to me and paddled just a little longer, I would have connected all of the islands. The little brother was the Pacific's superhero, Maui. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 51, the Pacific's superhero, Maui. I am Kamuela Kanashiro, a part Asian, native Hawaiian, professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. You can support us by getting two or three of your friends to listen to our show. This simple request helps us grow our show. Later in this episode, your featured song, Hawaiian Word, Maui, the Hawaiian Superman, and you'll find out who the Hawaiian Islands were named after. But first, a disclaimer. Okay, I originally planned on having Maui as one of our first episodes, but there was so much about him that things became unwieldy 
and it got complicated on how to present everything to you. I've been researching Maui for over a year, which makes Maui our most researched subject so far. This was in addition to researching our other episodes, along with writing our shows and my books. I began wondering if I'd ever get around to talking about Maui, let alone how I should present his tales or even what to focus on. Sure, I could have just told you the stories, but anyone could do that. Not to mention, Maui is associated with so many deeper levels of Pacific culture, locations, and other beings that I feel I'm doing you a disservice for not sharing these deeper connections and meanings. Which is what I feel you, our faithful listeners, tune in weekly for. The problem was, Maui is such a massive figure throughout Pacific cultures that I continued finding more about him, which meant sifting through lots of incorrect and questionable things. So, I scrapped making a massive Maui episode for our usual format, which will allow me to provide you Maui episodes while continuing to research the demigod. Though, it'd be fun creating a mega, several-hour, epic Maui episode that would make Dan Carlin blush. Then again, I could always do that kind of episode later. So, there will be multiple Maui episodes, and while I keep our episodes clean and as family-friendly as Grimm's fairy tales, or at the very most, a TV-14 rating... I'm giving you fair warning that some listeners might find this episode's content disturbing. But now, Maui. It is believed Maui was abandoned by his mother because he was born premature. It was common for unwanted babies to be cast into the sea, but Maui was saved by either floating seaweed, known as limu, or by jellyfish that took Maui to a powerful ancestor who nurtured and taught him the mystic ways, then sent Maui back to his family, who accepted him. Unlike Disney's portrayal of Maui, Maui was lean and wore a topknot, which was one of his many nicknames. Maui was a demigod, a trickster, and shapeshifter, but from here, his stories diverge. You see... Maui sometimes worked alone, but he also teamed up with his brothers or a female cohort who, depending on the culture, was either Maui's mother, sister, or daughter. But Maui was the youngest of his brothers, so he was leaner and relied on his cunning and shape-shifting, which played more into his trickster side. Maui had brothers, but to further confuse things, They all shared the name Maui. When I first ran into this, I couldn't help but think all of Maui's accomplishments might have been from different people named Maui, but were credited to one person. It was amusing to think about and reminded me of a Chinese tale, but that's a story for another time. Now, it's important to mention Maui's female associate because this fulfills a duality which is prevalent in many Pacific stories. She was Hina. And as mentioned earlier, different cultures cast her as either Maui's mother, sister, or daughter. 
Now, I feel you could see how quickly things can become confusing. So, in stories where Hina is Maui's mother, she is Hina, the moon goddess, who you may recall from one of our previous episodes. But even in stories where Hina was Maui's sister or daughter, Hina was very skilled, accomplished, and some stories paint her as either Maui's equal or his superior. But where Hina was exceptional, Maui's brothers were the opposite and got Maui in trouble or disobeyed him, as we saw in our opening story. That being said, Maui's stories illustrate him as being the idealized, respectful hero or a selfish bully. Maui could shapeshift and had supernatural strength, but his powers did not come from his fishhook. His fishhook was a tool that some cultures say was carved from bone, while others claim his fishhook was the jawbone of a powerful ancestor. Just to be clear, this was a different ancestor from the one who raised him. Some stories claim Maui sacrificed children for their jawbones and made their eyes the morning and evening star. Regardless of how he got his fishhook, Maui used it and blood from his nose to pull up the islands. Now, when I say islands, I don't mean just the Hawaiian islands, but all the islands of the Pacific. Just maybe not all at one time. While Pacific cultures have diverse versions of Maui's stories, this episode's story is Hawaiian because of the landmarks referenced. It should also be noted that Maui cared for his mother, the moon goddess, Hina. The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural records. During ancient Hawaii, the sun would blaze through the sky or swerve through the heavens. The Hawaiians struggled in farming, fishing, and making kapa cloth. On the big island in Hilo lived one of Hawaii's most skilled kapa makers, the moon goddess Hina. She cursed the sun for setting before her kapa was dry. Maui wanted the best for his mother and said he'd teach the sun a lesson. Hina told Maui the sun was too fast and too hot for him to touch. She gave him some of her hair and showed him how to braid it into a rope. Maui thanked his mother, grabbed his club, and left Hilo for the island of Maui. There he climbed Haleakala, the house of the sun, and waited. Light broke the horizon. Maui readied himself. The sun rose and Maui captured it with the rope made from his mother's enchanted hair. The sun tried to flee, but Maui held it. The sun burned brighter. The rope held, but Maui struggled against the heat. Maui bashed the sun with his club. The sun was weakened and accepted its fate. The sun begged Maui to release it. Maui said, I'll release you 
if you agree to follow a straight path every day, providing enough time for Hawaiians to work and our kapa to dry. Work, hissed the sun, I'll agree to your terms, except during the months of makahiki, when work is forbidden. Very well, you may race through the sky during makahiki, but must remain on a straight path. Agreed? The sun agreed. Maui released the sun, and the Hawaiians enjoyed days long enough to complete their jobs and dry their kapa cloths. Coming up, your featured song and Hawaiian word. You can support us by becoming a Legends from the Pacific Patreon supporter. Along with improving our show, Patreon supporters enjoy a number of benefits, including new Patreon-exclusive monthly episodes. So become a Patreon supporter today. Some Pacific cultures say Maui's club was actually his ancestors' enchanted jawbone. The same jawbone used to fish up the Pacific Islands. Also, other stories say Hina tattooed a sacred name on Maui's arm, which made him strong enough to hold the sun. Today, Maui's fishhook can be seen in the night sky. While many know the constellation Scorpio, Pacific cultures have viewed these stars as Maui's fishhook. The famous Hawaiian musician Israel Kamakaviva Oli, or Brada is, who many of you know from singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow while playing the ukulele, sang about Maui's deeds in his song Maui, Hawaiian Superman, where he pointed out, before there was a Clark Kent, there was a Hawaiian Superman. And yes, it's ukulele, not ukulele. Man, it's difficult to improperly say that. Finally, it is said Disney animators used Samoan chief and professional wrestler, the flying Hawaiian, Peter Maivia's likeness for Maui in Disney's Moana. As you may recall from our previous episode, Peter Maivia's adopted daughter is The Rock or Dwayne Johnson's mother. And of course, Dwayne Johnson voiced Maui in Disney's Moana. One last thing. It is said the Hawaiian Islands were first discovered by legendary navigator Hawaii Loa, who the island chain was named after. Hawaii Loa named Oahu after his daughter, Kauai after his son, and Maui after his eldest son, who was named after the demigod. So, technically, Maui Island is named after Hawaii Loa's son, though some insist the island is named after the demigod. I feel that's opening a massive complicated game of separation, which everything will end up leading to Kevin Bacon. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Join our email list to keep up with news of our upcoming book, Don't worry, your information will be kept confidential, so feel safe with joining our email list and claiming your free, unaired episode, 
Hawaii's faceless ghost, Mujina, today. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is our theme song, Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is Macau. Macau means fish hook. An example for Macau is fishing line tied to a Macau is vital to catch fish. Once again, Macau is Hawaiian for fish hook. I usually catch reef whenever I go fishing. As you can tell, there's a lot to cover with Maui, so we'll end this episode with an altered popular phrase seen in James Bond films and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maui will return. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho. I can hear the prophets of the Holy One Take me on a train to the rhythm town Where I can hear the saints to the sacred sound The wind will always blow the way and I know